Well, there's another row of summer spangle planted. Hope they grow nice and big. I can't wait to bring some home to Haley. Guess it's time to head to town. Oh, hi, everyone. Hey, Zapadiah. How's it going? How the chickens? Been minding anything good recently? That's all been good. Going great. How are you, Emily? <laughs> Haven't been working too hard at the saloon, have you? I'm just working at Gus's to make ends meet. But my real passion is tailoring. I made these clothes from scratch. Um, okay. They do look fabulous. Hey, I got a little something. Check out this special fish taco. This gift has strong negative energy. I can't stand it. Oh, yeah. No seafood. Kind of forgot that. Let me see if I can't make that right. I have some wool here, fresh from my sheep. This gift is fabulous. Thank you so much. Whew. Glad you liked it. Hey, Alex, don't think I forgot you. Here's a delicious salmon dinner for you. You know, it's the lemon spritz that makes it special. Hey, awesome. I love this stuff. Somehow I knew you would. And finally, Abigail, you asked about my mining. I've been doing well recently, but unfortunately, no amethyst has popped up. Don't worry, though. I got a little something else. Take a look at this blackberry cobbler. I seriously love this. You're the best. Did you make this yourself? <laughs> no. But with Jojo Mart membership, I got a great deal on them. I'll hook you up with uh, more tomorrow. Wait, you have a Jojo Mart membership? Yeah, what of it? He's the one! Wait, what'd I do? You destroyed the community center. How could you? Sorry. Sorry, I didn't know. What were you thinking? That was awful. Read a fact, for God's sake. Visit the wiki. It was Morris's fault, I swear. Are you serious? That's a garbage excuse. Get him, ladies. Run him out of town! Uh, sorry. Sorry! This is RBG Backtrack, RB Gamer's official retro gaming podcast covering titles from the early days of PC gaming right up through the consoles of yesteryear. Join hosts Kelly Ryan, Matt Mason, and the estimable Mike Minky as they and their guests tell you what to borrow, what to buy, and what to relegate to that big backlog in the sky. Hello and welcome to RPG Backtrack, your regular deep dive into your favorite RPGs. We are a production of RPGamer.com, bringing you such fine podcasts like RPG Cast for news, Q&A Quest for feedback, but we're here for your nostalgia. And I've still got a little bit of that southern accent in my voice from the skit. <laughs> um, with, with me, my other fellow southerner, even more south than me, uh, Matt Mason, down there in lovely Florida. Yep, in the south, but uh, not southern at all. I'm just uh, happy to be digging into uh, a fun game with my hoes tonight. Yes, um, we talked about this one during our indie game show a long time ago, and I thought, oh, yeah. well, this is a robust enough game that I think it deserves its own episode. And joining us... Um, from the street, from the land of the streaming, who streamed this game on RP Gamer for God knows how long, Ryan, aka Scar. Hello, howdy y'all. <laughs> howdy. <laughs> and howdy y'all. Yes. <laughs> and uh, our our other favorite guest was certainly one of my favorites. Not that I play favorites or anything, but Sam Walker. Oh, you flatter me, Kelly. <laughs> flatter me so much. 
I'm nobody special. <laughs> You're making me blush here. <laughs> You're special enough to always bring us the explicit tag. <laughs> I'd like to think I could do more than that, but you're right. I'm, I'm pretty good at that. This this might be the odd case where we're going to talk about something where no F-bombs are going to happen. Or you might get one F-bomb. You'll have to see. I know I've certainly dropped a lot of F-bombs in those mines. Um, yeah. we're, ta- we're talking about Stardew Valley today, if I haven't dropped it already. Um, probably one of my favorite games ever. Certainly my favorite indie game. I can agree with that. Yeah, I think as far as indie games go, I've probably pumped the most hours I've put into a a game that is considered an indie. Yes, um, very indie, given that it was made mostly or all by one person. Right. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know that until recently, and that kind of blew my mind. Oh, really? Yeah. I think that's what drew me to the game initially. Um, oh, that was definitely part of mine. Yeah. Yeah, I was just intrigued. I was like, wow, one person made this? And then, you know, once it was available on the Switch, I scooped it up. Um, I, I held off on for the longest time, you know, kind of like how one holds off uh, trying cocaine for the first time. Because, <laughs> you know, that you're in. When you're in, you're in. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I mean... Uh, a Harvest Moon clone that's directly inspired by Harvest Moon that takes all the great things about Harvest Moon and makes it even better. And now might be better than Harvest Moon? Yeah, just a little bit. Like, Uh, that's actually the terrifying part in all of this is you have so many years of Harvest Moon and then Stardew Valley comes out, takes all the best pieces from those games and has somehow surpassed those original games in so many ways. Definitely. I mean, there are so many people out there who, who don't know what Harvest Moon is, but if you say Stardew Valley, they know exactly what that is. It, I mean, it, it kind of makes me happy, but kind of makes me sad at the same time that Harvest Moon just hasn't really captured the magic sense. And that was certainly the developers' thoughts, but we'll get into that when we get into the round. Or the, I'm sorry, the main event, then the round table. The round tables where we get into our personal feelings about the game. So uh, we seem pretty enthused to want to get into this. So let's take a quick musical interlude. Drink some water because we're going to need it and stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back to RPG Backtrack, where I've got a group of rowdy people just chomping at the bit to talk about Stardew Valley. Yes, yes, you do. Woo! Valley. I, I believe that this is a very beloved game, though. I'm surprised that we didn't get more people on. I mean, there's 10 million people out there, or at least, you know, <laughs> there, there's about at least 2.5 million people out there that have bought it four times each, you know. Yeah, uh, 
I I bought it three times, once on PC. Uh, no, no, technically my husband bought it for me for my birthday for PS4, and then I bought the Switch version. And um, the funny coincidence is that I think this week it's coming to Xbox Game Pass. Oh, nice. Well, well, for about two more hours, which means if you're listening to this, it's already passed. It was at its lowest price point. Um, Thank you, Deku Deals, for uh, the Switch. So yeah, I actually I picked did, it up again today. I didn't even bother looking. Re- I usually look up what, what the games go for since we're talking about more uh, past games. But like, mm-hmm. screw it. It's, it's on every system. It's usually about 20 bucks. Uh, yeah. I think Fan Gamer has a collector's edition for like 60 that I keep eyeing. I'm like, do I really need another version of this game <laughs> is is that the one that comes with like the farm diorama i think so yeah that one looks pretty cool i've bought this game four times once for myself and then three for my fiance and other people mm-hmm. just one for me and it was just one until about uh 12 hours before this recording so oh live now, now have, it's two I have, now i have now two copies two. i'm a liar my husband originally oh. bought it for me on pc and then I was like, I don't play these types of games on PC. And then he got really Woo-hoo. offended. And then I got to be version. <laughs> <laughs> Which I bought myself. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, so fun. the collector's edition is the one with the little farm diorama, which is cute. At one point, Best Buy had one that had Junimo plushes. Uh, but I think it only came. I think it only came with the digital version of the game. And yeah, the collectors for Switch, at least, I think it's, sorry, I clicked away, $74. And it comes with your deed of land, the diorama, the game, uh, a cleaning cloth, a Junimo comic, a wooden lapel pen, and the manual. I mean, the merch at Fangamer for this game is like absolutely fucking adorable. I <laughs> know. Like, I, I want have... all of it. <laughs> I, I, I love fan gamers, like all their little trinkets that they sell. Well, just I want the stupid Star Drop Saloon mug, beer mug, and I'm like, that would be so cute to have. And the cork board is so cute, and the State Fair poster is darling. Like, you just you can't go wrong. <laughs> yeah, I I personally think the Krobus plush is kind of cute because I I love Krobus. He's such an adorable little dude, and I thought that the or maybe I'm confusing it with Undertale. I thought they had a cross stitch uh, kit at one point too, and I don't see it now. Oh no, there was a second page. Okay. <laughs> I know um, Sanshi actually has Stardew Valley plushies. So if there are characters that you like from Stardew Valley, there's a good chance on that website that there will be a plushie version of them. Like there is a plushie Shane, Sebastian, Abigail. Um, at one point, point they had a few more but yeah it looks like they might be sold out of the other characters mm. so if you like any of those three right now there's plushies there's also little pins like little enamel pins um oh my god there's an enamel pin of the chickens oh my god not that i need oh. that i uh, certainly hope the one guy that made this game eric barone is getting his cut of all this stuff especially since we're spending the first half of the game the show plugging the merchandise but it's so cute how can you not it's so easy to be in love with the stardew valley merch out there it is just it is so adorable so yeah uh, the the programming started in 2011 as kind of a project for eric to develop his programming skills after he um, graduated from college and basically he was kind of feeling like how we were feeling that 
he felt like the Harvest Moon series just hadn't progressed any, which I I'm cer- certainly agree with him. I felt like it peaked at uh, Back to Nature too. I think that was the PlayStation one. So he decided to kind of make his own Stardew Valley, or no, I'm sorry, own Harvest Moon, and also put in stuff from Animal Crossing, Green Factory, Minecraft, and Terraria as inspirations. And we got the first version of it on February 26, 2016. This was the PC version, the only version for what seemed like forever. Though after I looked it up, I think it was like a year later that it started coming to consoles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, back in 2016, I wasn't really a fan of PC gaming, so I was still waiting. Um, the game had intrigued me. I was like, oh, it seems pretty cool, but I, I don't want to play this on PC. Yeah, I was kind of being curmudgeonly and being that same way. And I I hate that I'm like that because um, the PC version has mods and some stuff that just makes your life so much easier. Like being able to see where the hell everybody is on the damn map. Yes. Mm. Quite handy when you're trying to give someone a gift so that they'll love you. Oh, like, (laughs) where are you? I have presents. Please take my presents. Where are you? Why? It, it got to a point where I didn't want to look for people, um, so I would, you know, I knew where they lived, so I'd show up to their house and I'd gift them a diamond right when they were leaving their bed. Like this isn't <laughs> creepy at all. Love me. That's not creepy at all. Yeah, and um, I, I did. I may have said this before. I didn't know this until recently that uh, it, it was yeah, all programmed by one person who's frequently spent ten hours on it. 10 hours or more on a day working on it, which I have a husband that's a programmer, and I believe that. I've seen him lose himself in his programming. And he programmed it in C Sharp, and then that's when uh, Chucklefish came in and kind of handled the publishing and the console ports. So, I mean, as much as this game sold, I hope he's doing well. Pretty sure. I, I hope so, too. I feel like he is. I don't know. I don't see to see him really on social media like I see some of the other auteur game developers. But given the nature of social media, sometimes that's a good thing. That's what I was thinking. The price Um, this game sells for, he might be making more off all that licensed stuff you were talking about earlier than the game itself. (laughs) Yeah. Um, especially when I see the mobile version go as low as $5, and I've never tried. I've been so tempted by the mobile version, but, man, touch controls. Ugh, yuck. No, thank you. Yeah, I've got it um, on mobile. It's called Switch. <laughs> <laughs> Though, that being said, when the Gabe gear comes out, I'm sure if we... Well, if any of us end up with one, that's what we're going to play on it. With mods. With mods. <laughs> but yeah, uh, there really isn't a story in the game. It's more or less like what you kind of do with your own little farm life. You, uh, start, you start out as a generic character that basically gets sick of working in an office job, which I think is for JoJo Mart. Mm-hmm. And you have a letter from your grandpa, and he said it, the letter says something to the effect of, "Hey, here's a deed to this land. See what happens in three years, and make me proud." And just like any Harvest Moon game, you go to the town and you make friends with the town, and you farm. Um, the one little bit of story element is um, reviving the community center, which Jojo Mart wants to turn into a warehouse. And you're given kind of the most important decision in the game, whether or not you're going to get a JoJo Mart membership or try to revive the community center. Yeah. Fuck JoJo Mart. Fuck it. Yeah. Mart. There you go. There's my F-bombs for the evening. But seriously, <laughs> yes. that plotline <laughs> well, is it's, basically it's, corporate shill. And it's like, yeah, 
you can do corporate chill. You feel like an asshole throughout the whole game. Yeah, especially since they kind of put it, make the corporate guy out to be a complete asshole, which I have to admit, it would have been nice if they would have had some gray area in there a little bit to kind of make you feel bad for getting rid of the only grocery store in town. Right. But um, I, yeah, I digress. What's the benefits of, uh, you know, selling out to Jojo Mart? There's, there's really well, nothing um, good as far as in-game rewards that you get. Well, <laughs> for and doing... that's actually, to be honest, that's actually a really good point, Kelly. I think if they made Morris more gray, the choice to actually get the membership could be enticing, especially given that this game is really, it, it is about and being empathetic and kind to other people as well mm -hmm. as, I mean, just living your life. Um, at no point do you have any reason to be kind to Morris. So I look at it and I go, if if they had humanized him in a way where it's like, I'm a corporate shill, but, you know, like, I've got my reasons. Uh, and not just, bills. hey, yeah. you, you want to join a mark, you know, membership? You know, like a pusher. Mm -hmm. Because they went the route of the pusher, you're not enticed to go be a corporate shill. Because you just left being a corporate shill. Because pretty much all of the rewards of the community center, don't you just buy them from JoJo Mart instead of earning them? Yeah. yeah okay. That's all. Just purchase it. Okay. Yeah. So I guess in theory, you could get the rewards faster if you went corporate versus having to, you know, find everything for the, uh, the what are they called? The packages? The bundles. The, yeah, the mm -hmm. bundles. Because if you go the if you go the community center route, then there's these bundles that you have to put together where you have to get stuff from like each season. You have to fish from each season. Uh, I'm I'm blanking on some of them, but you know it, it's basically oh, yeah. like a, I missed the fish for mind. like the first summer or the first oh. fall, and then had to wait like a whole year to catch up to that or something. Oh, I did too, and it was frustrating, yeah. um, mm -hmm. especially if you don't know about the, the bundles. Oh, yeah, you I don't did. really – yeah, yeah, yeah. I think one of those passes pretty quickly, and you're just like, oh, whoops, catch right. you next year. Yep, yeah, there's a whole bunch of bundles, and if you don't know what you're doing, if you don't use Google and you don't use, like, the Stardew Wiki at the beginning right when you start, you're probably going to miss stuff in the first season, yeah. and then you got to wait the entire year and do it all over again. Mm-hmm. And the bundles are some pretty awesome rewards. Like the one that I always want to get the, for first is the greenhouse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I fill that thing with trees. Mm -hmm. So I, I usually fill it with either trees or ancient berries. <clears throat> uh, that one of the other ones, um, I think you get a minecart that lets you fast travel. Yep. Yeah, that was one of my favorites. That one is clutch, especially when you like to go mining all night long and you have to like run back home so you don't pass out and lose all your stuff no mm -hmm. that the minecart was a damn game changer mm -hmm. <laughs> it really was i would think that was one of the first ones i went after when i started to realize like i like mining in stardew valley mm -hmm. but it was one of those yeah i didn't like how slow everything felt having to go between the floors and whatnot and it was like no once you get that minecart like it is a quality of life improvement something that harvest moon should actually take note of yeah what? you uh you also get the bus that lets you go to the desert which has the best items pretty much the best materials the in the, the whole game great. the desert was great i i like the mining man i i know it's controversial i, I did like it <laughs> yeah so 
<laughs> I heard your what. That's why I'm calling you out. <laughs> I, I like the, I, I no, I like the mining. I like battling a little bit. I like the little basic battles. I appreciate yeah. the battles are in there. I think that's actually yeah. like a really good addition, oddly enough. Mm-hmm. Um, again, in a way that Harvest Moon just doesn't do that stuff. They tried to do it funny enough in Pioneer, uh, Pioneers of Olive Town. There are things that connect, attack you in the mine, but you have no means to defend yourself other than you uh. hope you haul on top of it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that's not useful. Yeah, so in, I think in Back to Nature and I also Friends of Mineral Town, they had a mine, but it was just kind of a randomly generated static, okay, here's a mine with a bunch of ore, have fun finding the exit, and after you lose all your stamina. <laughs> and the mine in this game is a lot more dynamic because it's it's randomly generated, but also there's more stuff you can do. Um, you know, f- fighting monsters or looking at some of the minecarts for ore. Or, mm-hmm. um, so, and like every 20 levels, the theme of the mine gets different. So there's a pyramid level and there's an ice level. And it's just one of those things. It's like, oh God, just one more floor and I'll stop. Oh, it's almost one a.m. I'm about to pass out. <laughs> yeah, and and then you can go into the town and you can actually um, complete quests that'll have you, you know, collect items or kill monsters in the mine. So yeah, the adventurers guild. Mm-hmm. Always good stuff. So yeah, I mean that that ask the mine part is just real awesome exploration some of the best ways to upgrade your tools because that's where you get all of your ore to upgrade your tools um well, if there's one thing that's really fantastic about stardew valley too is just there is so much customization to how you can set up your farm um you know how you can like i got really addicted to like making little walls where it's like here's where all my trees are Here's where all my plants are. Oh, I have all this ore, so I'm going to make other things to upgrade my tools and, you know, make other items. But also, here's more plants. (laughs) And you just, you fall into a rhythm with the game. Like, that's one thing this game has, I think, that a lot of, like, Sims don't, is the loop is addictive. It's almost meditative in a lot of ways. Because you just kind of go into the zone, you know, you're finding your flow, and you're just doing different things. And it's almost right in a lot of ways. Yeah, the adding crafting to the Harvest Moon formula was probably the best thing anybody could have done. And t- technically, Rune Factory kind of did it first. But I feel like by, or I keep wanting to say Minecraft, I'm sorry, I, Stardew Valley did it a little bit better. Because, I mean, I loved all the Rune Factory games on the DS. But, yeah, there was the original DS. But they also felt kind of buggy. Really? Yeah, it's, like, especially the second one. The second one that like had some slowdown problems. I, I know where yeah. you're coming from with the DS ones too, Kelly, because one of the big issues with the DS Rune Factories, I'm going to mildly exclude three just because, like, I'm, I'm talking original DS here. I'm going to ignore the 3DS as well in this case. But I found, like, a lot of the time you clipped through everything. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm farming, but also here's my arm clipping into my plant, also clipping into the ground. <laughs> and it's like, oh, oh, oof, come on now, right? Like, it just it didn't look natural. Um, whereas, again, just even the animations in Stardew Valley, like, they flow really nicely. Like, you actively can see what it is you're doing, how you're doing it. And again, the graphics are not mind-blowing by any stretch of the imagination, but there is something really humble in the simplicity of them. 
and the way in which the animations work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very charming. It and, is. Um, another thing that's really cool about the game is um, at the beginning of the game, you can create your character, and you can also create the the layout of your farm. And um, they've actually, through updates, added new farms for you to um, start out with. And I think the most recent one was the beach farm, which I've never yes. actually played with, but definitely seems cool. Yeah, I looked. I was looking at that just today as I just bought it on Switch. And as we'll talk later, I, I've only played like the OG, OG, OG version of this um, on Vita that had like no bells and whistles. So... But yeah, looking at that today, I was like, oh my gosh, look at all these farms. Yeah, and... that that poor Vita version. Oh. <laughs> We're twinsies, Matt. We're twinsies. I know. <laughs> would, More one after you, the Vita version. Would you go to the Vita store, that's like one of the last new games that you see in the list when you sort by new. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Wait, it's like, they, they did it eventually. <laughs> Uh, I think it came out, it was right around when Cosmic Star Heroine came out, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. Just as that was the a Vita was, mess for a while. Just as the Vita was probably in its death throes. Yeah, it was 2018, so there wasn't much uh, Vita left in the Vita. That poor little system, it got done so dirty. I love that system. Me, too. I'm a big hoe for the Vita. I blame Max Storm for that, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, it was my Switch before my Switch. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, there is something really magical about playing Stardew Valley. One of the things that I adore about the game is I love the little storylines that exist in the game. Um, like, they're nothing crazy deep, but what I like is that they go an extra mile in the way that the Harvest Moon games don't, which is they add a layer of empathy. And when I was playing this game... Um, I was using it as a form of therapy. I was going to therapy. I was dealing with my parents' death. And Stardew Valley kind of got me out of an emotional rut in that I was watching this farmer encounter different people, and they have actual real problems. And you're almost more like a listening ear as opposed to like a full problem solver, which is what Harvest Moon usually forces you to do. Harvest Moon's like, problem solve. Stardew Valley's like, no, let's actually watch and consider how the situation might go. And then if assistance is needed, we can provide it. And if not, you just get a very interesting story beat. Um, I always think about the fact that, like, so I, I married Harvey in my game. And Harvey, Harvey was kind of like me in a lot of ways at that time. Overly anxious, very uncomfortable, and he's the town doctor of all things. <laughs> you know, the last thing that he should be is anxious or uncomfortable. But Harvey's story about wanting to move to Pelican Town to reassess his life and reassess who he is is a very powerful message because you don't you don't see characters like him in games. You see characters who are anxious, but you don't see characters that are self-reflexive. And I think that's actually incredibly powerful in this game because a lot of the characters are they are self-reflexive. They are looking at things and going, you know, this is why I might have escaped the city. This is why I'm trying to change my life for the better. This is why I'm doing it for, you know, my sister, my brother, my father, my grandfather. You know, um, one of my favorite scenes in this game happens, can happen early on, and it's about um, Linus. Linus picking through the trash behind the Stardrop Saloon, 
and Gus comes out and he's like, hey, like, I'll feed you. And Lioness kind of has this moment of like, you know, he's a wild man. He's kind of giving Gus this look like, why would you feed me? And Gus is like, well, you deserve to be fed. And there's just that, that down, down home hospitality coming out of Gus. And Linus is just, he's pensive. He's not fully trusting. And you get to see in that instance that Linus gets to make a very important choice. He can take Gus up on his offer or he can hold, hold his pride, right? Mm-hmm. And in the end, he holds his pride. He's like, I don't need you feeding me, but I actually appreciate the offer is what he says. And again, like how many games have you played where those are the kinds of conversations that are being had. Can you think of any? I mean, I'm hard-pressed to think of any, especially since my taste in games is usually spiky-haired boy with big sword. <laughs> um, you know, actually treating homelessness like a problem in in that particular game, and or in, in Stardew Valley, rather, and, you know, having somebody treat a homeless person with empathy, which is certainly something you don't see very often in real life. No. Um, I feel like the game has a lot of kind of personal issues like that, like the fact that P- Pam is an uh, alcoholic, yeah. and her daughter is kind of dealing with that. Um, you've got S- Sam, who has a military dad who is very hard on him, and the... Dad, the dad was a is a war veteran and clearly has PTSD. So you've got to you know listen to that problem. You've got Sebastian who has a stepdad and kind of feels like he's forgotten about because that his um, sibling is the more loved one. Um, and that, and that's just off the top of my head. There's characters who's I've only played through this game twice, so there's characters whose stories I haven't explored at all. Same. <laughs> Yeah, let's um let's not pretend that Linus wasn't sitting on like a pot of gold though, because every time he found me unconscious in the mine, <laughs> I was missing like two thousand gold, and Linus was the only one around. So uh, I love that. That is really cheeky of the game, and I I I am down for it. I think it's great. I really do. It's like you fucking stole my money. <laughs> you. A little hard. Again, he also puts on the, but I'm homeless and I'm yeah. nervous. And, you know, like, you could be nice to me. And then two minutes later, it's, I'm going to take a little bit of your money. No big deal, right? Are you sure that he didn't use the money to buy you medicine? Yeah. <laughs> Probably. I'd like to think he's nice. <laughs> what do I know? But we're talking about this, all these moral problems. You can still, you know, find a witch and turn your kids into birds and get divorced. Hey, Harvest <laughs> Moon didn't think of that either. No, I know. That's what's so funny about it. Like, oh, God, this is awful. And yet I want to do it just because I can. <laughs> back um, back before I knew which um, of the ladies were bachelorettes. I was actually trying to court Pam with alcohol, and I like <laughs> friended her all the way to the max, and it wouldn't let me marry her. So then I thought I would actually court her her daughter Penny to get to Pam. Because like, <laughs> that's usually how it works, right? I, I was like, maybe this how it works in real life. This road first. <laughs> like I didn't think this through. Please don't judge me. <laughs> But Pam did like all the alcohol I gave her. Of course she oh, yeah, did. She does. Yeah, she did. Yep. You know, there are mods that let you uh, actually date Pam. Dang, I should do that then. Yeah, that that was originally going to be my joke for the skit, by the way. 
something about Daddy Pam, like, listen, honey, I'm too old for you. But <laughs> Matt beat me to it. Oh, man. What so, could have been? been? Um, you, you had brought up the graphics, and I, I wanted to make a point that do you guys ever look at a at a game on Steam that has pixel art and you could just tell that they just don't understand what makes a pixel art so good yes. and it's hard to explain. Yes. Uh, um Stardew yeah. Valley Stardew Valley is one of those games that they nailed the pixel art style. Yeah, some people just create a a game with pixel arts just for the sake of having a game with pixel arts and not mm-hmm. not actually like actually putting any, you know, I don't know, a love and details and just just i don't know the sheer amount of quality that this game has some games just kind of look dead with pixel art yeah i mean and i have a hard time explaining it and i always sound like i'm being a snob talking about it but i can tell when a pixel art style was just kind of slapped together and there are very few indie games that actually get it right stardew valley and shovel knight being two of them yep um I think Axiom Verge too. That's only top of mind because of the sequel coming out today. But yeah, I I love the retro style graphics that feel just look so good and look like they're right out of the Super Nintendo or even right out of the PlayStation. I, I don't know if any of you have this on your um, horizon, but next week Monster Harvest is coming out. Oh yeah, um, I'm very curious about Monster Harvest. I yep, I, I'm I'm gonna get it. I, I've already decided. Like I was like, I'm gonna need this, especially after talking Stardew Valley for a while. Um, I'm gonna need something new. But looking at it, it, really looks beautiful. And then I look at the main character, and I'm like, he's so little derpy. It look he doesn't seem to fit. He's like that cheap generic pixel character in like a pretty good looking world. Mm. And it, I feel like it looks like a character I've seen before too. Like, have I seen you in other little junky indie games? <laughs> Probably. Generic pixel hero. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, f- maybe funnily, that's just me, but. Funnily enough, I have a different farming sim on my mind that's going to be coming out in September. Uh, Katara Fables. That's the one I want because that's the kitty one, right? Yep. Yep. Oh, what is it? I called? want Katara Fables. It is about kitties who like farm and are cute and stuff it looks really cute mm. i've been following like their twitter and their kickstarter and stuff and it's just it looks so darling yeah i'm looking at the screenshots for monster harvest and i see what you mean it's it's pixel art but something about it just looks off and it, i mean it doesn't look terrible i guess grow, uh, growing up with pixel art you can kind of spot spot what something actually looked like on the system versus that someone trying to mimic it <laughs> and, I mean, and yeah sorry sorry no, monster, ahead, Har- um, monster harvest is on my radar i do want to play that eventually just because you know farming monsters what's not the love uh, exactly i see i'm not a huge harvest moon I, I played a few of them but it it was when that first rune factory came out and i'm like oh my god i can do a little bit of battling with all that other stuff that's that that sold me like it doesn't have to have much like you could go through all of Stardew Valley and barely battle a damn thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, gosh, I, I played Grave, Graveyard Keeper two years ago for 50, 60, 70 hours. And even it's you go down like 20 levels of battling. But even that little bit was like enough to like, oh, man, you've you got me sucked in for all the rest. We'll have to have so. a, a Graveyard Keeper backtrack at some point that I do need to play that first. I do, too. I, I played a little bit of it. But again, because like I didn't have it handheld, mm-hmm. I think that was my problem. Like 
I may, again, this is my husband. God love him. You know, I might have to get the stupid Gabe gear to do this. He bought it for me on PC because at the time, like, oh. they didn't announce that they were putting it on Switch or anything. And then, of course, you know, a couple weeks later, oh, look, it's on the Switch. Fuck. <laughs> and, and they've even they got the DLC on the Switch. I, I think I grabbed all of it for 15 bucks. And I did, I think I did one of the DLCs all the way through. The other one I did for a bit. Um, one of them is really long. It's just takes you down the rabbit hole but no there was it was fun i i have bought so many indie games on switch for like less than five dollars and they're just sitting there on the sd card haven't been touched and i i feel bad because i want to play them eventually i just need a little bit more time like i've always said maybe in in the nursing home <laughs> one of these days speaking but, of time that's one of the things that's kind of interesting with Stardew Valley too, right? The the whole you wake up and then you're basically have a, a timer till you can um you know try to get everything done and then mm-hmm. if you don't get back to your bed, you pass out and you lose things. <laughs> yeah, so if you come from Harvest Moon, you know that all of the months are 30 days long, but in this game they're 28 days long. And if you have trouble switching from that, you're going to have a bad time because the first time I played this, I planted a whole bunch of stuff on like the 27th. And then when it died a couple of days later, I'm like, wait, there's no 30th, 29th and 30th. No, no. (laughs) So pro tip, if you're going to check out this game later, um, 28 day months, every, every month is February. More incentive to get that greenhouse quick. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And and yeah, I figured out that I think the latest that you could do is eleven thirty or no, I'm sorry, one thirty at night without passing out. Um, you hmm. can get to two or you can get to like one fifty, but if you're not in your house before two, um, you lose items and money. If you can get to your house, you'll just wake up without your full stamina, but you won't lose any items. Yeah, I've been uh. Uh, like at the door at 150. I, th- I think I said 130 because that's usually when I'm like, oh shit, I need to start heading home or I'm gonna lose everything. But um, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. the worst is when you when you pass out and you lose your sword and then you gotta go back to the adventures guild and it takes a whole day for you to for them to like recover it. So you know you can't go into the mines or or you can go to the mines but you'll be defenseless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always like to save most of my mind delving for the winter just because those first couple of um, months I'm trying to kind of get a foothold and get some money going. And then winter, you know, you know, if you're not planting, there's nothing to do. So that's when I try to do most of my mining. Hmm. I don't know if that's a that, and that's a harvest moon strategy, by the way. I don't know if anybody else tries to do that or tries to balance it out yeah um you can there's like very small amounts of items that you can actually farm during the winter time so i guess it is the best time to go into the mines Mm um but yeah there's a couple there's a couple crops that'll that'll go over um between two seasons like i think corn is one of them so those are some good crops just to throw out there because then you know they don't they don't get ruined once the next season comes through, but yeah, wintertime it's it's very harsh and only a few things are, are able to be grown. Um, usually, I think in the wintertime I depended on um, doing trees, which that blew my mind that it lets you actually harvest trees. <laughs> what is it? Uh, p- 
pine tar for pine trees, sap for oak trees, and maple for maple trees. Yes. Yep. So that you could do maple syrup. And that's such a creative thing. It, it blows my mind that Harvest Moon never thought to do that. No, there is there is so many just little things that this game does that you're it is impressive. Just again, like the fact that winter is viable. It's yeah. so exciting. <laughs> Something uh, to do. I also freaked out about the trees too, Kelly. It's like okay. I, my trees are doing things. I can make maple syrup. This is fabulous. Yeah, the first time I played the game I'd you know, I would throw everything into the trunk and kind of just give away all of my items and then you learn that you kind of need these items to craft things or you know to create other other things that'll that'll produce items and i'm like well shucks <laughs> now i've got to wait for these things to to come back and i sold all, all my flints and stones and wood i was like man i needed this stuff oops <laughs> oh yeah no i i did that too ryan <laughs> i was so pissed at myself <laughs> It's like, well, I guess I'm playing another season. It's not the worst thing ever. <laughs> no, I, I did that with something needed for a bundle one time. I gave it to someone, and like, there's one or two off, and I was like, crap, that's it. That's it. So, Can't get that again. <laughs> so how long before you realize that the lady in the forest uh, shows up, I, wanna, I think, like every Friday and Sunday, and can sell random stuff, including stuff for bundles? I yes, went to her bought, all the time. Yep. I, I oh. bought a fish. That saved me probably two seasons. Yeah, I didn't. She randomly showed up, and I was like, "Oh, this lady's cool." And I didn't realize what day she came. So whenever I saw her, I was like, "Oh, it's the random lady." <laughs> well, and just every so often, like she would give you something super rare that would put you ahead for a season. Mm-hmm. And every time you saw those items, especially for the community center, because I remember there was some really bitchy items for the community center. And once in a while, just I would remind myself, I'm like, oh, that's an item for the community center. And she'd have it. And I'm like, well, I'm going to fork out the money because maybe I won't have to grind as much. <laughs> I always specific ore was a big one. I always felt like it was red cabbage that always gave me anxiety for some reason. <laughs> like that's an, I think that's an advanced crop. That well, yeah, red cabbage up. doesn't normally um, show up in year one. I believe it becomes available for sale in year two. And then I think think you can randomly get it either from an enemy drop or from that lady like as just a random thing she'll sell yeah i i know that that's the one that i've always kept an eye out for every run through is like okay red cabbage that's i i know i need that for some reason <laughs> red cabbage uh, yeah um since you guys are playing on the vita did you guys enjoy the the fishing mini game or was it harder for you guys or easier i found it fine i found it okay. fine too i didn't find it too difficult i actually was really addicted to fishing in that game because yeah, I, I, I know I, I know when we were playing with um the some of the rp gamer peeps pause would have trouble fishing so she was like all right guys i'll leave the fishing to you guys and you know we would get we would catch the fish for her so she could mm-hmm. you know turn them in for quests and whatnot I always felt like I st- fishing started out for me very um, hard, and then once I got a few skill points into it, I it was usually fine. And plus, that they sell so many lures later on in the game that give you advantages that it makes it so much easier. Yeah. Um, my, my issue with the fishing is more some of the rare spawns, like some of these. Just do they even exist in this lake, yeah. or am I screwing up? Yeah. Some there was there was a um, a special fish. For each season, and those yep. are the only ones that I had trouble catching. Blobfish! 
I love the blobfish. He's so ugly. <laughs> Got face only a mother could love. Sorry, I, that's the only one I always remember because he's the winter one. This could also very well be a roundtable question, but for, for the cave, did you do mushrooms or fruit? Mushrooms. I did mushrooms. It varies. I've played the game um, a lot, so I've done both. <laughs> I feel like mushrooms is off the top of my head, trying to is think it... back to my one playthrough. <laughs> I, I I think mushrooms gives you more profit, but sometimes the fruit bats will give you a fruit that in a different season that you might not normally get, and then you can fill out the bundles a little bit easier. Mm. Right. Whereas oh, you can go... oh. Okay, now I remember. It was definitely mushroom the one time I did it. But then you can go into the cave, and then you can get mushrooms there, because there's every so often there'll be just a, a floor filled with mushrooms. Yeah. I, I oh, always felt like every... Sorry, I don't mean to keep... You no, know. no, no, no. no, no. Um, I feel like every single strategy guide always recommends, vehemently recommends one over the other. Like, never pick fruit. Always pick mushrooms. <laughs> I remember picking mushrooms just because I didn't realize at the time that, like, when you're in the cave, there was the odd mushroom floor. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. just looking at it from the fact that it's like, ooh, like, I don't have mushrooms as an easy thing I can get on my farm, so I'm going to pick that. Yeah. Um, and then again, little did I realize, you know, the more you went through the cave, sometimes you would just find them. Um, so I'd like to try the bats the next time because I'd be very curious how that works. But yeah, I know I, I'd be struggling for cash a little bit early on, I feel. Yeah. I think the um, the mushrooms, they, they come more often – and then the bats, they'll give you random fruit. Like sometimes they'll give you like three or four fruit in the cave, and sometimes it's just one. So I think the mushrooms do produce more, um, you know, product for you. I think that's why people choose them as far instead of the fruit because it's a little bit more random. Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely a case for both of them, especially if you're trying to get those bundles uh, as early as you possibly can. Yeah, some of those bundle rewards are very nice, um, like access to the desert, and then you can mm-hmm. you know go into this. Well, actually, you got to reach the bottom of the first mines to so you can get access to the skull mines. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've got skull mine stories. I think we all do. Yes. <laughs> yeah, those skull mines can be uh, fun, in quotation marks. Um, I mean, I, mean that, I do love playing around in them, that's for sure. But there's also some pretty difficult floors until you get decent gear. Yeah, so we had some crazy adventures in the skull mines where we were, oh, where's where's the next floor? Uh, and then someone would die and be like, oh, no, we lost Paws. And then we'd have to keep <laughs> on going because she's already passed out. I was like, oh, well, well, I'm sorry, Paws. We'll always remember you. <laughs> See, I think we've pretty much covered just about everything the game has to offer, unless I'm blanking on anything. No, we had mentioned um, some of the DLC um, that they've produced over the years. I think they, they added, like I said, that, that beach farm. They added a new island you can explore um, and some other stuff. I, I don't remember what is considered DLC because I don't know what came with the stock game since I came in so late. Is it DLC or just free updates? Free it's updates. Free yeah, updates I'm sorry. Yeah. Not, not DLC. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what? I can spend more on this? No, 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 no. Yeah, just, just take my money. Take- that, that, they, that they gave us. <laughs> Like multiplayer, that wasn't a thing at the beginning of the game. Correct, yeah. Yeah, I remember there being a huge, uh, when, when they announced that free update, it was like, man, they are really adding a whole bunch of cool stuff to the game. And when they brought up multiplayer, part of me was like, 
that sounds fun, but also that sounds like that could be chaos incarnate. <laughs> yep, it is. So, so let me pick your brain for a minute. So when, when you do multiplayer, are you pretty much just all on a, somebody's farm, or is it a group farm, or how does that yeah. work? Yeah, so when we started the multiplayer, we began on Sundays on the RP Gamers um, Twitch channel, and we would stream it, and I I hosted the farm, and I got three other people to join me. So Anna Marie uh, Privetier, we had uh, Christian uh, Destraze, or Spare Hombres, and then we also had uh, Hero Harmony, who's um, another member of the RP Gamer uh, community. And so it was me and three others, and we chose the the Four Corners farm, which it it's basically it is what it says. It's it's four different houses on the four different corners. So each person has a pretty big um uh, bit of land that they can you know do whatever they want on on their land, and there's paths for everyone to meet in the middle, and you know that then you know you still have your regular paths to the town. Or to the mines, or you know, to the beach areas, and um, so what we did was we all kind of um, grew our own like specialty crops, and we had you know certain things in in each other's farms, and we could you know if you needed something for like a quest, someone would usually have it. Like Spare Hombres was really good at just having like a million treasure chests, and he would never mm-hmm. sell anything; he would just hoard everything that he found. So if you needed something for like one of those um, community quests that asks for like, uh, you know, 500 pieces of hardwood, you know, he would have a lot of it already sitting in his in his chest and we could always complete those things pretty quickly. But it was it's pretty cool. And uh, we, yeah, we had a lot of fun doing that for uh, about six months until we got burnt out with the game. Yeah, no, I mean, six months is a good run, especially every week for that long. Um it, yeah, it was pretty cool. We, I would wake up sometimes, you know, within, you know, a, a drunken mess or I'd be hungover <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, man, I got to start streaming. And I would, you know, have I'd have to like put a hat on or something because my hair was a mess and then, you know, start the stream up. And usually Spare Homers would be there waiting for me. Pause would, would show up and then Hero. And, you know, we'd we'd try to plan out our daily activities you know, and with with a group, getting the bundle complete was actually pretty, pretty easy. Cause yeah, since, since, you know, you're all working together to, to do progress. Yep. You'd be like, OK, I'm going to go, you know, farm up these these crops that are needed in the bundle. And then someone would go, OK, I'm going to go fishing for these fish in the bundle. I'm going to go in the mines and get the, the ores for the bundle. And yeah, you know, basically we got it done as quickly as we could. And I think the red cabbage was one of the last things we needed <laughs> so it, it sounds go. it sounds kind of like when you have a minecraft server and you basically all just make yourself a little town mm-hmm. and you just have to have really good friends that aren't going to come and dig up your stuff or is that not allowed no you can i mean like you know there'd be certain days where where pause wasn't there and she'd be like oh yeah if you need anything in my chest you can take it and you know we could you know or we could grab her crops because if if she wasn't around at the turn of the the season her crops would all go bad so we could you know pick them and put them in storage for her so that she could you know then put them wherever she needed to make some money so there was a lot of you know give and take with that so we could we could help each other out if if someone couldn't make it to the to the stream yeah i mean it it sounds like a blast it was 
At least until you get burned out because you're hungover every Sunday. <laughs> it was, and and <laughs> it, it happens. It happens every time I play this game. You know, we're we're gung ho. The first year goes great, and then somewhere in year two, it's we just kind of either lose focus or we just stop caring. You know, about doing the the daily activities. <laughs> No, I mean that's that's Harvest Moon in a nutshell. You kind of hit the point where you make all the money, you get all the upgrades, and then you're like, okay, well now what? Yeah, mm-hmm. and and this game they've got the wizard, where it's, if you start giving him gifts, he opens <laughs> up even bigger um, buildings for you to to build, and those things are in like the millions of dollars. And you're just like, whoa, buddy, I'm not ready for this right now. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I always feel like my burnout hits when I'm able to hire Junimos to get to do the auto farming, which at that point, okay, the farm just kind of runs itself between the Junimos and the Iridium sprinklers. So I, I love me I'm, some sprinklers. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that. Yeah, I saw one of the farm. It's the beach farm. The beach farm can't use sprinklers, right? I think that's one of the restrictions on it. I believe so. Yeah, because you're not you're not around fresh water, or is it salt water? <laughs> yeah, at least I'm sure that's probably the reason. But yeah, I was reading through those just today. Yeah, I've I've always blissed out. I always pick the basic one, the basic farm. I need to branch out and try to do like maybe a forest farm or something. Don't do the haunted farm. There's like no benefits. And then when you're trying to run home, your farm's just infested with the zombies and bats. You're like, why no. did I pick this farm? <laughs> I also forgot because it's been a while. What what was the purpose of the Lucky Cat statue? Oh, <laughs> um, maybe nobody bought that. I, I did not. I'm trying to remember. Is he? That's not like something that's on your farm at all times, right? That's something you have to buy. I, I, yeah, I think it's like one of the last things that you can buy. It's like the Statue of Endless Fortune. Yeah, that one. It produces one gift or item every day. Okay. Yeah, that is the cat. Yeah, it's made of. Because I, I mean, never got there, that. there's like a there's million entire, dollars. Yeah, there's entire end game strategies about just filling your farm with those and maxing out all of the uh, social links. Okay, so uh, on normal days when no villager has a birthday, it uh, randomly produces either a diamond, iridium bar, an omni geode, or a gold bar. On villager birthdays, it produces um, an item that is loved by somebody, like whatever his birthday. That's cool. Yeah, I don't think I've ever bought a statue. Or I, I may have bought one once, but by the time I did, I was like pretty much done with the game at that point. And okay, I'm glad I brought up the uh, Statue of Endless Fortune because one thing I became obsessed with was trying to complete the museum. Hmm. Did anybody else tr- even tr- attempt that? Um, no, getting I all the artifacts. That once I got married, I was like, there we go. I tried, got yeah, there, stopped. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just something about every time I would d- dig up the worms and find an artifact. And it, it was just, you know, it's that same dopamine hit as when you're playing Animal Crossing and you get a fossil that you don't have yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm sure that was what it was directly inspired from. Uh, but, man, I I love the museum. And I also became obsessed with, like, having having different sections. Like, okay, here's my gemstone section. Here's my robot section I did in, that in the museum. Okay. <laughs> I, I liked, again, maybe this is just what I do for a living as a librarian, but it's like, you know, you want things grouped, liked items grouped together. Mm-hmm, <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to find. 
but yeah, Kelly, like you, I, I got into the same sort of groove where it was just like, no, no, I want my museum full. I want everything in it. And like I said, I just got so burned out when I started to realize, I'm like, what am I missing? And I had to go to a guide to figure that out. My husband's looking at me like, you have other games to play, girl. And I'm like, but, but it's not done. Yeah. I, <laughs> I like this. <laughs> I know, I know I completed the museum up to the point where Gunther gives you the, uh, the key to the sewers. But I don't know if I've collected all the artifacts in the game. I know. I, I remember getting the key to the sewers. I, I made it that far. I'm pretty sure I did not max that out. And that's where you meet Krobus. Good old mm. Krobus. You, you think he's going to be spooky, but he's so nice. And he he acts so happy when you give him a birthday present. <laughs> yeah, I mean, most of the people in Stardew Valley are nice people. Um, except for, what, George? <laughs> oh, the old man. <laughs> he's just yeah, grumpy the entire George time. miserable. <laughs> Yeah, George is pretty grumpy. Um, Sebastian can be pretty grumpy until you get to know him. Um, I want to say Pam isn't necessarily nice, but isn't necessarily mean either. She can just kind of be a little little bitchy. Um, and I think that's it. Yeah. So the, ga- the game does a pretty good job of making making you like everybody. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, it's been a few years, so I don't remember everybody individually so much, but it was always just a happy-go-lucky game. <laughs> So uh, I I think we're going to put the main event to bed and come back to the round table because I think we've pretty much went through everything. Uh, The the game has certainly has a lot to discover, especially the more you play. But um, now I think we want to get into our personal feelings about the game if we even though I think we've done that a lot anyway, (laughs) just because it's one of those games that it's kind of what you make of it that makes it so. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah, um, I want to I want to go back to something you had mentioned in the uh, the development of the game. You said the uh, de- the designer said he wanted Harvest Moon, but with blackjack and hookers. Oh, that was me being snarky. In the <laughs> Where were the, the hookers? <laughs> well, they certainly weren't at the Star Drop Saloon. Yeah, I played this game four times. I didn't I didn't find any. <laughs> Not that I was looking. No hookers what? for you, Ryan. Clearly I was, was definitely googling this up and okay. uh, found some thread somewhere asking if Marnie was a prostitute getting paid by the mayor. Oh jeez. That's why she was I never for- in her barn. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. Isn't there a quest where you have to get someone's pants? Yes, it's in yeah. Marnie's room. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's the mayor's pants are in the room. <laughs> <laughs> They're just a couple old people having fun later in life. Yep. So you've got you've got to get up in a friendship with that character to be able to get into their room to retrieve the pants. Yes, you got you got to friend Marnie enough to get into the house at night <laughs> or whatever. And yep. Oh, that cracks me up. Good times. <laughs> oh, and and a neat little Easter egg. I think one of the characters' rooms has a uh, Chrono Trigger poster, and I'm like, oh, that's Abigail. One. It's yeah, Abigail. Abigail. Yep. It, it did neat little. She's touch. the gamer girl. Yep. With purple <laughs> hair. Yeah. She was first bay. Oh yeah. First bay. That that'll uh, be I, the answer to question one when we come back. Yeah, I uh, let's go have ourselves a drink. Maybe uh, have have a little trail mix since that's one of the first uh, recipes you learn. And then we'll come back and talk about all the bays, all the waifus, and our memories of Stardew Valley. So stick around.
And welcome back to RPG Backtrack, where we are now getting into the roundtable part of our show. This is where we give the, give the show our personal touch, talk about our personal feelings about the game, who we dated, what we loved about it, where we are, where we were at in our lives, that that sort of thing. I, I, I like getting to the personal bits. Oh, yeah. We'll get pretty personal right away here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, just, just this is always the first question. Did you have a favorite moment from the game? Um, so, something that made you laugh, something that made you cry, something that stuck out to you guys? We'll, we'll start with Sam first. Oh, for me, like I said, uh, I mentioned earlier about the story about Lioness and Gus, and I still think that's one of my favorite moments in the game. Um, I like all of Harvey's quest chain. I definitely cried towards the end of that, too, just because, just again, I found myself in Harvey in a lot of ways, and because um, he, he's also quite romance and I've only played the game once. Um, but yeah, just there are so many just little things in that game that just kind of made me really emotional. I also think it might have been my headspace. But, <laughs> you know, I just I love all of it. I really do. I, I don't regret like the, the crazy amount of hours I put into that game. Um, I think all of it is really special. I do. Oh, that that's. That's awesome. I'm glad it could connect with you on such a personal level. Um, Ryan, what do you got? Um, I had mentioned earlier, but um, just exploring the Skull Caverns with the the RP Gamer streaming crew was a lot of fun um, because it's it was hectic. It started off, you know, pretty tame. Like, okay, you know, we can fend off these these flying dragons. Um, All right, let's find, you know, the next set of stairs. Uh Oh, someone's running out of energy. Oh, oh, someone's getting, you know, attacked by four dragons. Oh, oh, no, no, someone just got uh, exhausted. All right, we got to leave them behind. Now it's just three of us. Oh, no, someone else just went down. All right, and then it's just one person left, and we had to keep on trying to climb to the bottom because, you know, there's a quest, I believe, at the bottom of the Skull Caverns, and it, it was just kind of fun to try, you know, we'd fail, and then we'd, we'd uh, you know, um, try to think of a new strategy the next time we we got into the, the skull caverns and then we'd fail and we had to come up with a new strategy and we just rinse and repeat. <laughs> it was just, you know, a lot of, a lot of just wacky adventures in there. Uh, I mean, th- that sounds like it, it's fun, but you'd also want to throw a controller at someone for screwing up your run. Yes. It's like, it's like, Oh man, I'm on, I'm, I'm streaming right now. So I can't, you know, get like frustrated or angry. So I just got to be like, Oh no. <laughs> just laugh it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's best you can do. Um, what about you, Matt? Uh, I, I'll back you up on the Skull Caverns one, because honestly, I never went very far into it and didn't get to play it much. But that was part of uh, me playing it on the Vita, because one of the big bugs on the Vita, and I don't think this ever got addressed, if I'm not mistaken. Um, there's a bug with the Skull Caverns where every single floor is the same as the floor above it. <laughs> and I want to say that only changes like every 20 levels or something like that. Um, or if you drop down the hole that takes you 20, doesn't it go down 20 if you fall down a hole or something? I think it's random. Or it's random. Okay. So I think falling down one of those then resets the seed, but then again, every floor under it. So, I mean, I, I kind of use that cavern. I, w- I wasn't, I knew I wasn't going to go to the bottom of it. I was just using it as a means for the ends. I needed the iridium. I needed more sprinklers. Um, mm-hmm. And I would try like every day, just go into it and see if it was looking good on the first floor. Because if not, second floor, third floor, fourth, fourth floor, they were all going to stink. And I, I think I had like two or three runs where I could find a few 
bars of iridium sitting around and the second you found like where the egg where the stairs down were oh my god then i could just whip through five floors 10 floors in a row i'd go get my iridium 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 i know where the stairs are iridium 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 know where the stairs are so although it was a bug that people complained and complained about on the vita i definitely took advantage of it it was not the easiest to take advantage of because you had to check it out and i don't I, like i feel like not even like sleeping and the next day did it like it had to be like a hard reset of the game but i i just remember that was like one of the big faults of the vita but i, I actually found it was okay um <laughs> a bug i love it when a bug works out in your favor yeah man that bug was a feature <laughs> total feature i, I totally total. had that happen uh, to yep. me in my game, and I was like, why are all the floors the same? Yeah, I mean, for I, your friend. <laughs> what, what did I know? I mean, I was just like, well, this seems to be, that's weird. I wonder why they made the Skull Cavern this way. And then, you know, find out trophy. a little bit later. <laughs> I got my trophy for that one just because I was like, well, I'm going to exploit this bug so I get my trophy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love these trophies. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I think the, the funny, that was great and that was very useful it was a useful bug but i think my favorite part was uh abigail's two heart event um you play video game with her you got to play that little texas one where you're shooting the things at um the arcade game and if you win um it depends on your gender i had to look it up because i remember what she said to me but if you're a male player um she'll be like hey thanks you seem to really know your way around a joystick huh i guess that <laughs> makes sense and if and I, I just looked this up recently, if she's female, um, your player Abigail will say thanks. Um, I didn't think you'd know how to work a joystick so well, but it seems you're experienced. I I mean I remember the joystick comment to me, and that still sticks three years later. So, but it's funny to then look it up just now and see that you, they had it the other way too. Oh, uh, when do we get to my waifu and um, how sexual that seems to get? <laughs> but um. So my memory, I, I was playing it on PS4 initially, and my my first run, I married Sebastian, and you know we we had a kid together, and I was kind of amused that well we'll, we'll be we'll be back that up. We had a kid together, and yeah, that's what it is. If you do a male male relationship, the they ask if you want to adopt. Or I think if you do a same-sex relationship, they ask if you want to adopt. Whereas if you mm -hmm. do a hetero relationship, then you, one of you ends up pregnant, and you don't get a choice in the matter, which it, which annoyed me. But whatever, I I rolled with it. You know, it's just a game. So we we've got this baby, and because Sebastian's kind of a lush, he goes out pretty much every night. So <laughs> I've got work to do. They're just leaving the kid in the house with no supervision. And I'm like, well, you're a great dad. Not that I'm that much better of a mom, but I'm also the one bringing in the bacon. And then <laughs> to, to cap that off, I'm running around and the baby's stuck in the wall. Oh, no. And I showed the screenshot to Anna, and she's like, oh, my God, this is Harvest Moon. Because I guess that was a very common thing that happened in one of the original Harvest Moon games. I think it was on the Super Nintendo version, where the baby would just get stuck in the wall for no reason. <laughs> and I, th I thought I was going to die laughing when she said that. And, yeah, being a shitty parent in the game just amused me. But then the baby stuck in the wall was just the perfect uh, cap to that and 
I, I can't think of a funnier moment than that. Just walk in and, oh, the baby's in the wall. How did the baby get in the wall? And it's just like kind of a bug. I don't even know if they ever patched it out or not. And it, I mean, it, it's harmless. The kid doesn't do anything. So that that was pretty damn funny. I might <laughs> so have to pull. Sorry, I might have to pull that screenshot off to use it as a thumbnail. <laughs> it's Please an Arrested do. Development uh, reference. <laughs> you got uh, it. Uh, the baby. But also the baby stuck in the wall. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, next up, your favorite character. Did, did you have a waifu? I feel like Abigail. we got a bunch of Abigail stands here. Yeah. Abigail. I. I you know what? I uh, looked her up earlier, and I, I hadn't really talked much um, to the wizard or something or her dad in the game. And apparently there's rumors that uh, she's an illegitimate daughter of the wizard. Makes sense. They both got purple hair. Yeah, I, I, I was reading about this and on the wiki, and it was like, if you talk to her dad, he like expresses doubts about being her father. And apparently there's someone who talks about how much time that her mom spent in the woods. So, hmm. Yeah, she was the gamer girl. Um, she yep. was the first one that I, I courted um, when I first played the game on the Switch. Um, but I, I've got to I got to give it to my um, my 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 girl, my real life fiance. Uh, we married in our game. So she's my favorite character. Aww, if she's listening to go. this. I love you, babe. Aww. Aww. So cute. So in multiplayer, you can get married together. Yes, that's I'm funny. Adorable. I'm like super in love with this. <laughs> so, so you, you you like give him the you give her the little mermaid pendant and everything. You gotta buy a ring, uh, uh, like a million dollar. It's a separate thing because they're not an NPC, so it's a little different. Ah, uh, gotcha. But yeah, so basically we started off in separate houses but then you can get married and then she just moves into your house and the, the bed gets bigger does she sit around doing nothing all day unfortunately we both were doing every <laughs> we were both were running around so she, i mean she could have i guess like just tilled the land if she wanted but yeah we, we were doing we were, we were doing it up but before before she had joined yeah abigail was first bay then um on the rp gamer stream i actually made Haley my bay and then i had already mentioned that i had courted penny to try to get to pam so <laughs> i was a little i was a stardew whore you were all over the place <laughs> i romanced harvey no regrets he was adorable so like i said my first time through i had romanced sebastian because he was the dark goth boy and i kind of felt his pain especially feeling like he was the kind of lesser sibling and then my second time through on the Switch, I played a male character and I dated Sam, uh, the skater Ooh, guy. The Super Saiyan? Yeah, he, the, the guy with the spiky hair. And he, he's very easy to date because he's the only person in town that likes Jojo Cola. So every, anytime you fish up a Jojo Cola, just give it to him. He'll love it. <laughs> nice. And, and plus, yeah. you know, seven. 75 gold in the uh, saloon vending machine. He's so he, he's a boy that likes rocks and grass. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I want to say his six heart event, the the one where you finally fall in love. Um, you sneak into his house at night, and his mom is co comes to the door, and Sam is like, Qu "Quick, hide in bed." And Sam kind of like makes his mom go away and then next thing you know you're kissing in the bed and it fades to black Ooh. and it was like 
okay, that was a little, you, you could put whatever you want to happen there at that point, you know. Yeah, maybe they could have spent the night together. Maybe they could have shagged. Y- you never know, but you can craft your own story there. And I just thought that, like, that was weirdly sexual. I don't know if everybody else's heart event is like that. I feel like, wasn't there something like that with Abigail? Yeah, I I think that happened with Abigail and Haley, if I remember correctly. I just, I'm just, I'm drawing a blank at the exact scene, though. Was Abigail, like, you spent the night in the woods in a tent? Was that somebody else? And there was, like, a bear outside, so you couldn't leave, so I had to say, okay, this isn't ringing a bell, so maybe not. I, I don't remember. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, I'm drawing a blank. I'm trying to think about it, but, yeah, don't, don't remember. Harvey's too sweet and innocent for that nonsense. <laughs> he's he's the rigid one where he's like, what sucks? Uh, you're the yeah. doctor, sweetie. Did you know what that is? <laughs> I, he's just too naive. <laughs> he's too naive. That being said, I feel... <laughs> that, that being said, I feel like in future playthroughs, I want to try to romance either Elliot or Shane. Because I've heard that Shane has a pretty... Uh, heart-wrenching series of ones. Yeah, Shane is, he's he was always a jerk at first. I never really gave him a lot of uh, friendship, um, like items and anything. He's always oh, like, mean, what do you want? And I was like, alright, nothing, dude. Alright, bye. I mean, do you want spoilers for his heart events, or do you want to find out on your own? Um, yeah, I mean, I I don't mind. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he basically tries to kill himself at one point in his heart event, and you've Aww. got to kind of snap him out of it. Oh, jeez. Yeah, um, you know, it would be kind of a shock if you have trouble with that sort of stuff, and I, I certainly do, but at the same time, it's one of those things that – that's something that will make you empathize with someone pretty quick. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that's why I've always been kind of curious about his story and basically trying to kind of help help him um, get through his issues. So I, I, was, I was thinking about his story the whole time when he was talking about Harvey and kind of relating – um that kind of stuff but yeah um on a happier note i asked this already but well i'll ask it again country or corporate did you sell out or did you restore the community center i think we all uh no corporate chill yeah said fuck jojo Hart. yeah Yeah, exactly of, of all the times i've played this game i've never chosen to to sell out i needed i needed to do that one time yeah, I I mean, if I did have one thing to complain about with the game, I would feel like that um, they they could make that decision a little bit more gray and kind of give both sides of it. But you know, it it is what it is. Um, yeah, I, I, and also, did you? I always thought that JoJo Mart was supposed to be Amazon, but then I think Matt said that it's supposed to be Walmart. I would argue it's Costco. Oh like it's yeah. Actually Costco because it has the memberships because it has. The rock bottom prices, but also it's wholesale because you get a lot of things that like Hmm. it's very again it's it's member driven. So therefore, like again, if you if you don't have a membership, like you're not welcome here. And Costco, Costco's the king of that because anybody can go to fucking Walmart, (laughs) but not everybody can go to Costco without a fifty dollar Costco membership. So that's what I always interpreted it as. See, I I have never actually been into Costco. I've been into plenty of Sam's Clubs. Yeah, same difference. Yeah. Never Costco, though. I've heard that Costco is considerably nicer to their employees than Sam's Club. You you know, positives. (laughs) And around here, we've got the uh, third the third one. We got BJ's. Where? Oh. For my head. Sound right, Matt. By the way, (laughs) you got BJ's. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
Down here we got BJ. <laughs> yeah, come to Florida. Florida's a special place, is what I'm understanding. We got BJ's and COVID. That may be why we have a lot of COVID. BJ's and COVID? <laughs> oh, no. It goes together what like Stardew Valley and cocaine, right? I, I feel like Alex would have issues with me if I called the Tosh show BJ's and COVID. <laughs> you need a better title. Yeah. And I don't think, you know, Stardew Valley and Cocaine is a good title either. No, <laughs> no I, I already feel like I'm pushing the line with Judamo's up, hose down. <laughs> Snoop um, Dogg reference. Speaking of, uh, we, were, we were talking about Joe Jamar. I, I, I guess I had played Persona 4 around that time, so I'd always in my head thought of it as the, the Junies uh, department store. Everything's great. Uh, your Juness. Yeah. <laughs> Even though you know they're not pronounced the same, just for some reason the, the I guess just because they're they're J stores. Yeah. Yeah, and that play a really big role. Yep. yep. Also, I think the reason why I was thinking Amazon was because the of the smiley face. Yeah. On the logo. Yeah. So I don't know. It's corporate overload. They all suck. I was going to say, so they made it very ambiguous enough that it could be either any of those. Yeah. Just trying to trying to give that big corporate feel. Yeah. So um, speaking of good or shitty decisions, um, what farm did you choose? We may have already covered this, but normal farm. Yeah. Normal farm. I, I always do normal farm, although I should probably attempt one of the other ones. Yeah, I've I've done the normal, the four corners. I've done the 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 mountainous one where you get more ore. And then I've also done the haunted one um on my solo play and I never wanna never wanna go back to that. <laughs> never again. <laughs> I guess if you really wanna fight zombies, there's there's your answer, but I'm I'm just reminded of when I tried to do the slime cut for some reason and I don't even know what you're supposed to do with that. <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah. If you um there you got an there's an adventure guild reward for killing a, a thousand slimes and you get the slime ring as your reward and you become immune to slime damage. Oh. Wow. Which, you know, is it it could be good, you know, if you're in like a a cave filled with slimes because then they can't do any they can't hurt you. Oh, but you know, like some, after some a thousand kind of kills, just, you just doesn't matter anyway. Yeah, some of the some of the low level ones are, are nothing, but there are like those the big slimes that kind of like uh, once you attack them, they they multiply they split, in the little tiny right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those can get kind of annoying, but if you've got the slime ring, you know hmm. they're pushovers. At least it's nice for you know trying to mitigate some of the damage while you're dodging dragons and mummies and. <laughs> right. At least yeah. At least there's one enemy that's not going to bother you. And those yeah. mummies, man, they're annoying because oh. unless you blow them up, they come back. Yeah, I hate the mummies very much. They drop good shit, though. I'll give them that. But uh, And then f- finally, the always the last question, um, do you, what were your memories of playing the game? Like, what were you doing in your life? Because I don't, know about, I don't know about you guys, but for me, gaming is always kind of a barometer of what I'm doing at the, any given time. Uh, I'll start then. Okay. I I know this then impacted why I played uh, the the next year I played uh, Graveyard Keeper at like the same time because I wanted that same feeling again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we I go away and people heard me say this because I was gone for the one episode in June, but we we usually go away for about three four weeks up to my parents have a place in North Carolina, 
and it's just a chill time and family's all up there takes care of the kids um now that the cousins are all getting all our kids are getting old enough that we just are like hey man it's eight o'clock we're gonna head to our bedroom you guys go to bed when you want we'll see you in the morning um but like when this came out in 2018 for the vita like i waited i waited so patiently um because i didn't get a switch for until two years after it came out so i got a switch in 2019 but this came out for vita like right at the end of the school year kind of may early june 2018 i was super excited um got that version and like a week later went on vacation and i swear like almost every night from like nine o'clock at night till midnight 1 a.m i was pumping into this game for probably three straight weeks just three four hours a night um and it was it was my summertime i'm on vacation who the heck cares how long i can stay awake just chill relaxing kind of game and uh, like that that's just i mean the fact that the game's chill anyway it was it, it fit that time of my life or my time of the year because i did graveyard keeper then the next year at that like same time i wanted that same feeling again man that sounds like a blast yep it was it you know, just relaxing like hey i got nothing to do this month so let's pick a game where it doesn't matter if i do anything or not <laughs> oh and see i wanted no responsibility in any way shape or form and see you're coming at from such a positive way where like i said i had to deal with the fact that uh I had to learn to be independent and on my own because, again, my parents had passed away, and I was basically using this as emotional therapy. <laughs> um, what I will say is I wrote an editorial back in 2018. And I think, Matt, you and I actually had a conversation about – We did because I talked about, about – starting Alley. Yeah. Uh, because I remember you were like, wow, you, you came, out, came out of this really emotional. And I said, yeah, I'm a little surprised. But – I wrote an article, and it's called Empathy in Stardew Valley. You can find it on the website. I'll just kind of give you a line from it that kind of just shows where I was uh, when I played it. And it says, Stardew Valley's message asks players to be present in other people's lives and be a willing participant. So be present in the moment, enjoy the small victories, and remember that the world is only as beautiful as you allow yourself to be. Stardew Valley reminds us that while we can't control large-scale change, we can always affect change in ourselves and in the community as a whole. And I think when we look at games that present empathy, it's funny because most most people don't play a video game to invoke empathy. They don't they don't do that. So here's this game that's basically saying at the forefront, I want you to feel things and I want you to feel feel okay with yourself. And that's that's something to me that I think was very important when I played Stardew Valley, because at the time I wasn't at peace with myself and I was still kind of emotionally in a very hard place. So playing Stardew Valley kind of gave me this weird little bit of courage that it was like, you know, what? no, I, I can move past my parents' death. I can work through my grief. I can be an independent person. I can do all these things. And it was just weird to have this little video game just give me the little pushes I needed to kind of be a person again. So that's why Stardew Valley just has like a very special place in my heart. I mean, that, I, I, that's, I get it, man. That's just <laughs> that, that's the reason why I love video games is being able to learn the lessons you take from them and be able to apply them to your real life. Yeah. Yeah. I think we did get to talking about this, Sam. I think I read this. And like was did your did one of your copy edit reads or something? Yes, you did. <laughs> mm-hmm. Look at that, man! Wow, back know. in December 2018, we're remembering this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, don't ever badmouth video games, guys, because I mean, not you guys, but you know, the audience, because it, it it's it can be a powerful tool. Uh, I agreed. I, um, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. You had a. Uh, oh no, I just I was gonna I wasn't sure if you had gotten into yours yet, and I was gonna go go last. Oh no. Okay. Uh. Yeah. I'll go ahead then. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So I I started my love affair with Stardew Valley on the Nintendo Switch. I waited till it you know released on that system because I didn't want to play it on PC and I wanted you know to have like a mobile game like Harvest Moon. I'd kind of played Harvest Moon a little bit you know on the Super Nintendo, but never really touched the. The series again and so then i saw this and i was like okay this looks like the, the perfect time to jump into a harvest moon like game and uh you know i played it by myself on the switch and i i really enjoyed it and uh you know that was that was it for a couple years and then my um sister-in-laws you know they were they were over at my house one day and they're like hey ryan do you want to play some stardew valley because you know the multiplayer had come out and i was like yeah sure let me get it on the switch and they're like oh no um you know we're gonna play it on pc and i was like oh okay so then i i bought it on the pc and then we were um you know playing that and then right around the same time you know the rp gamer um twitch channel uh started you know uh broadening their you know their streams and adding more people to the channel and i was one of the people that that jumped in and i thought it would be fun to do a co-op stream you know I, I there was you know a little bit of interest within you know the community so i started that one up and right around that time my fiance was like well this looks like a lot of fun so i want to play too so we picked up you know uh, the multiplayer on the switch and we were playing that um so and I and I also since I had it on the PC I I then created another um solo account um which was you know the haunted um farm one and I disliked that one so I kind of I at least I stopped that one but at one point I was playing three different versions of Stardew Valley all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm surprised that you didn't burn yourself out sooner. Yeah. Yeah, I I it takes me a long time to get burned out with games. I I was the last one to uh to to feel the burn um with the RP gamer like co-op stream. I I noticed, you know, some people weren't coming any, you know, as as often as they were or, you know, they, you know, there was just, oh, man, it's kind of more like a chore instead of, you know, like a fun thing. So that's why I, you know, I, I stopped the, the stream. I was like, all right, well, you know, if you guys aren't having fun, I'm not going to I'm not going to force anyone to, to do this farm. It's, you know, I'm not I'm not like Jojo Mart or anything. I don't wanna be <laughs> a... <laughs> no, you get up and we're going to farm. Right. <laughs> but yeah, no, I've I've had a I've had a lot of fun with each um, you know, version or or a different type of um farm that I've I've done. It's it's always been a little bit different and you know, I've I've tried to change things up like, you know, one I was like an adamant fisher, one I was, you know, always farming, one I went to the mines nonstop. I, I try to, you know, keep it random and and fresh while you know i was playing and um i actually looked up um on my steam to see how many achievements i had unlocked from all the random plays and i've only got 42 percent of the achievements unlocked so i was like wow i haven't even done everything that i need to do in this game (laughs) again that's what it's like we said earlier it's one of those games that you can just make of it what you will and Mm mm-hmm You've made of it what you will a few times, and still only forty-two percent. Right, Plenty I, to do. I, I, I would have thought it would have been more by now. 
man. But yeah, I've, n- I've never been able to get to year three. Like the there is like a little what tiny story in the game that that it mm-hmm. wants you to get to year three because that's when your grandfather is gonna come back and and kind of like um, critique your farm or or mm-hmm. rate your farm or something like that, right? I've yeah. never gotten to that point, so maybe oh, I just need to really? you know pick back up and 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 finish at least get to that point. Yeah, I don't know that that was. That was my first stopping point. Like, I, I got to that, and then I got married, and I was like, okay, 70 hours, like, in this month alone, I need to I need to put it aside for now. Yeah, I think I got to year three when I played the PS4 version, and I, I couldn't tell you for the life of me the thing that you get. I think you get, like, a statue or something on your farm for getting to year three. Uh, only, but, only if Grandpa approves. Yeah, only if Grandpa approves, which, I mean, Grandpa approved of my farm, but I, I've this wasn't my first rodeo. Mm-hmm. So kind of kind of getting into my memories, like I made the joke at the beginning of the show, uh, Harvest Moon games are like cocaine for me and that <laughs> I will play them and do nothing else. There's, because, there's that cocaine reference again. Uh, yeah. RP Games does not go. condone the use of drugs in any no. shape or form. <laughs> no, but I mean, I, what I'm saying is I know myself. I know. And I know video that when game I get... Form. Video game form. Yeah. I know. I was just kidding. I was just kidding. Yeah. Use all the drugs you want, folks. <laughs> you know, very much a, one more day and I'll quit. One more day and I'll quit. Mm-hmm. And to, to be perfectly honest, the Switch version kind of helped with that because you can put that one down at any time. Thank God for sleep. Oh. Oh, thank yeah. Um, I'll beat it too. So, but yeah, I had held off on getting getting this game for PC initially because, like I said, I knew that I wasn't gonna do anything else at the time because you know playing Terraria, I did the same thing. Um, playing Minecraft, I did the same thing. So uh, when it finally came to console, it was kind of in a gap in between other games, and, and it just happened to be around my birthday. So. I had, my husband got it for me for my birthday because he knows what a huge Harvest Moon fan I am. Like he even he even bought me my copy of the SNES version for uh, Christmas one year, and oh, nice. that was not a pretty that was not a cheap pr- Christmas present. And it's my mm-hmm. most one of my most treasured games. So I was like, okay, I'm I'm gonna devote the weekend to playing this. Um, uh, yeah, make sure that all the pets bowls are filled and all my chores are done. And then I just went on a bender. <laughs> 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 and and yeah, I mean, I didn't burn myself out uh, as bad as I thought I would doing like a weekend long Stardew Valley bender that weekend. I got it for my birthday. But yeah, that that was a fun time. It was certainly hard going to work the next morning, but I pushed through. And that was the version I got to year three on because I don't think I got to year three on the Switch version, and I can't remember. But um, yeah, just my my memories of like finally I I'm gonna play this, and I've been waiting to play this for a year now because I think it was about a year in between the PC and console releases, and mm-hmm. it it was such a joyous occasion, and I had so much fun. Yeah. And Matt, you had mentioned you had you had logged in 70 hours on the Vita version. Yeah. I just I just looked up uh, um on on Steam and it shows 109.5 hours um for myself and that's just the PC. I also have it on the Switch, so good <laughs> goodness. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and that was just one playthrough getting through to year 3. And like I said, I I I got grandpa's approval. And then I got married and played a few more, maybe like one more season. And then it was like, 
okay, like I've hit the big things. I did I did the community center. Grandpa approved. I got married, and that was kind of ooh, it's been a lot this month. <laughs> yeah. Are, are you saying once you get married, that's it? It's all downhill from there. It's all downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> sorry, sorry, man. <laughs> Just got to be real here. To, to be fair, that's how most um, um, Harvest Moon games work too. Usually, the uh, marriage is kind of, the marriage and the kid is kind of the end point at those yep. points. Yeah, see, I, I've been conditioned by 90s Harvest Moon. Yeah, I think in the original one, even when you get married, that's when the credits roll. Oh wow! Yeah. I, I believe so for the Super Nintendo. I think that's the I believe that's it. That's it, folks. Nothing to see here. Go yep. home. Yeah. And that being said, I think we've kind of hit our, what, marriage point, uh, <laughs> end point for the show. Um, Sam had to duck out because she's, cause she's got bedtime. She's going to have to go back to the library in the morning, so I don't blame her for wanting to duck out. And, yeah, I think we've kind of expended everything there is to expend on Harvest Moon right now. Well, at least 42% er, of it. Stardew Valley. My bad. <laughs> I knew at some point I was going to get we him We don't even know what game we're talking about. It's time to cut it off. Yeah, just a little bit. But, um, I mean, I, ca- I can't recommend it enough. Heck, if you're listening to this, you've probably already played it. So who who am I to say? Mm. Uh, but it, it's on all the systems. You can get it for 20 bucks If you, if you want to play an interesting bugged version, go for the Vita version. Go for the Vita version. <laughs> 1.02. Come on, you- man. You know you want to play it on the Vita, guys. Let me tell you, Skull Cavern, it's a place yep. to be. I did, will I will say, die. I had four crashes on it. Four. And I do remember, now I do actually remember the uh, the update, because it, I did read that it updated in June of that year, um, because I had two crashes before the update and two crashes after the update. So, you know, then again, I'm playing like three hours straight at night, so I'm rolling the dice there with uh, an unpatched game anyway <laughs> at that point. Yeah. The switch and it was always was, oh. it was always you'd go to bed so it stunk because you'd lost the whole day but you'd yep. go to bed and the screen would just stay black. Yeah, the switch version had you that never too. <laughs> and yeah, that never got patched out of the Vita version. So oh well. Uh, yeah, that that happened with with me and the misses when we would play co-op. We we tried local co-op and sometimes we would get crashes. And then we would try online co-op, and then we would also get crashes. We're like, what the heck? We're right, we're right next to each other. There's no hmm. like lag in our internet or anything. Um, so it was just probably just, so you know. So what you're uh, telling me is a Vita version is just as good as every other version. It's probably the superior version, probably. honestly. <laughs> Especially if you can run the same Skull Caverns area over yeah. and over again. Yeah. But, Don't uh, waste time searching all for the exit on every floor. Oh, Go so, every yeah, day, the, um, find the floor that has the easy exit, and exploit it. The trick the trick is to um, farm a whole bunch of stone, create um, stairs, mm-hmm. um, like 99 stairs, as many stairs as you can hold, and then just plop them right next to you and then go to the next floor until mm-hmm. you get to a floor w- filled with iridium because the uh, skull caverns are, are endless. It's a bottomless dungeon. You can't actually get to the bottom um, once you get to floor 100, that's one of the quests that you need. But mm-hmm. beyond that, it's just the, 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 the farther down you get, the more um, abundant the iridium becomes. But yeah, so that would be the easiest way is just to, you know, get like a thousand pieces of, of stone and then create a whole bunch of stairs and then just plop them right next to you. Don't even don't even like, you know, look around. <laughs> just keep on. Just go. 
Just going into inventory, dropping the stairs, running into them, and then rinse and repeat till you get to where you need to go. Yep. No, I've done that strategy before. It it works fairly well. Of course, trying to bite up all the stone can be kind of a pain in the butt, but yeah. Eh, <laughs> eh. I, I like Matt's version better. <laughs> <laughs> Took my bug and I ran with it. But that's yeah. kind of Stardew Valley. Um, it, yeah. it's basically, it lets you do what you want. Like, there is no, like, set way to play the game. You know, find what you like and, and, and you know, do that um, throughout the day. Like, there's, you know, there's no right or wrong way to play Stardew Valley, which is some of the charm in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now that well, I'm thinking... Romancing I'm thinking... Sam, apparently, was the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's why you get mods, but... You think there's no right or wrong I play Stardew Valley? But I'm remembering a conversation with my husband earlier today because I was I told him this was gonna be our backtrack tonight. He was like, "Oh yeah, I learned that the save file was sa- saved in a text file in that game, so I gave myself all kinds of money and then got bored." <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, "Oh okay." I guess there uh, is a wrong way to play Stardew Valley. If you, get it like I, you know that. what? I can see that. I played Pokemon Go every day for about 250, 300 days. Mm-hmm. And then we went out to dinner one night and the waiter was watching us play. And he's like, oh, did you know you can you're on Android, right? He's like, you can download this app and just uh, it, it, you can go anywhere. You can just lay in bed and play. And I never stopped. I never pulled over at a Pokestop ever again. And within like two weeks, I was like, all right, I'm done. Man, <laughs> I I wish, of course, that app's probably been disabled by now. I wish oh, I yeah, have, yeah, yeah. I wish I would have known about that. I would have done that myself because I live in a very rural area, so I can't go anywhere to. Yep, I was getting like Hondurs and Hondooms from some park in Miami, <laughs> just <laughs> laying in my bed in Central Florida. Nice, uh, Kelly. It's it sounds like uh, your husband um, actually turned into Morris from Jojo Mart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was the big money corporation. Yeah, just just a little bit, but he he loved, he's a programmer, so he loves breaking games like that anyway. Mm-hmm. But um, we're we're talking about Pokemon Go now. I th- I think it's time to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> um, just save our progress, go to the next day, because I'm t- I'm tired and we already lost Sam. So do you want to put this one to bed, Matt? Oh, before I put this one to bed, bed. Thank you, Ryan, for coming on i know this was kind of your first backtrack in a while yeah yep thanks uh thanks matt thanks kelly thanks sam um it was a fun um trip down memory lane uh kind of makes me want to pick up one of my save files and 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 go through the the adventure all over again and and you know rekindle that that love for the game Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm and and you know you welcome on backtrack anytime i think the last time you were on was tales of zillia yeah, it, I did Tales of Zillia. I want to say there was another game that I did, but now I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought I thought I've been on a couple times, but who knows? <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll have it's to been a long make road. Sh- Yep, it, it's been a long road, but we'll have to make sure we have you uh, included on next season because man, we got a ton of stuff on the list for next season. Scheduling is going to be fun, but at the same time, you're like, oh god, what do I put on there? And yeah, th- We've thank you, Sam. This week, some things not to put on there. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get into that at some point, but um, <laughs> or we won't get into that. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, and she's not here, but if she does hear this, thank you, Sam, for showing up. You're always a lovely guest, and we'll 
Always happy to have you. And of course, I could not do this without my lovely co-host, Matt. He's he's the uh, Jesse to my James. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, I guess it is time to put this to bed, dear listeners. You know what? Like Kelly said earlier, if you're listening to this, you're probably one of the millions and millions of people who've already played this game and you're just uh, having a little nostalgia listening to it. So, uh, you know what? Y'all out there, you really know your way around a joystick, huh? 